Hallelujah. We've been talking about the subject we call overcoming in post-COVID-19. And we have looked at the lessons from the little creatures, the four little creatures. And today we're bringing them that message to a close. I don't know whether you've enjoyed the series so far, but I've really enjoyed it. I think that there's a lot more for us to visit on all these four creatures that we couldn't do because of time in the uh, sermons. But I'm sure that we'll visit it later at a point. I'm also happy to tell you that our book, Before You Jump, is about to be launched. And um, I want you to take part. Make sure that you get a copy, you read it. Let the Lord speak to you through the book in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I've been blessed by the book, even looking, reading through the book. There's a lot of things that I've, I've learned myself just reading the book over and over again. So I'm, I'm telling you that you, your life will never be the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Watch out for a few more books that will be coming very soon. Amen. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 to 28. I'm sure by now you know the scripture of by heart. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badger or the coney are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the cracks or on the rocks. Hallelujah. And the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. Hallelujah. So four little creatures. I was saying to you at the beginning that I was expecting God to use the big five. The big five in southern Africa, you know, the, the elephant, the lion, the rhino, and all those uh, other others that I thought God was going to use. If God had any lesson to teach us, he was going to use the f- big five. But instead, he chose the little four. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1, 28, thereby says that God uses the foolish things of this earth to confound the wise. He likes to use the base things of this world so that the, the excellence will not be in the thing but will be of him. Hallelujah. So God can decide to use anything. And in this particular moment, he's using these four little creatures to teach us wisdom. Hallelujah. We have seen the ants. Very industrious. They plan. They are good planners. They plan for their, in the summer, they prepare for winter. Hallelujah. And I said to you the last time when we were treating the, the ants that if we are going to be successful post-COVID-19 as believers, as Christians, in any uh, walk of life, wherever we are, if we are going to be successful, then we must have this long-term planning mentality. Amen. See, the thing with Christians is that we know how to pray. We know how to have faith in God. The problem is we don't know how to act because of our faith. But let me tell you something. Faith is not a belief. Faith is not a noun. Faith is an action word. If you say you have faith, then you must have what I call action to back it. You see, after you have prayed, after you have read the Bible, there is something called planning. There is something called wisdom. There is something called hard work. Where we fail as Christians is that we don't add hard work to the the prayer we have prayed. We don't have hard, hard work to our belief. We don't have intelligent, smart thinking to the things that we have, we say God is going to do for us. We just pray and go to sleep. But the aunt is teaching us that, listen, let us not go to sleep. We are, in winter, we are in summer, there's abundance of food, but there's something called saving and planning, storing of food. When um, Egypt had a lot of food, God gave Pharaoh a, a dream. And God said to Pharaoh, listen, there is seven um, cows, big cows around eating, but there are seven lean cows that are coming from the east, the, the, far, the sea. And they are coming to consume the big cows. There's ears of corn, but then the, 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 and all that. And he said to, to, uh, to 
Pharaoh that you need interpretation for this dream. And Pharaoh could not find out and understand the dream. So he called for all the wisest people. Nobody could interpret the dream. So they brought Joseph. And Joseph interpreted the dream that there's seven, seven years of plenty. And after seven years of plenty, there will be seven years of famine. The famine will be so severe that it will wipe away all the years of plenty. You see, the thing with life is that life is in cycles. Life is in cycles. Sometimes you have Sometimes you don't have. The thing that you must have is planning so that when the good years come, you must sow into the, the lean years because whether you like it or not, the lean years will come. The, the lean cow season will come. The, the time of, 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 of trial will hit like COVID-19 like COVID has hit us now. Most of us were not prepared, even in the church. Most churches are running around looking for loans, running around looking to, for bailouts, running around looking for how to pay the, the, the mortgage, how to pay for the, the, the rent and the, everything. It's because we haven't planned properly. Hallelujah. And you see, God has given us something that he cannot give us again. And it's called wisdom. The wisdom of God is supposed to handle some of these things. It's not everything that is, 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 is about prayer. It's not everything that you must do shalababa. After you've done your shalababa, sometimes you need to think. Yeah. Hallelujah. After we've done all the prayer and the fasting, we need to think, we need to plan, we need to work hard and work smart. Amen. And I believe that these four little creatures, if there's nothing at all that they are teaching us, they must teach us how to be resourceful, how to be hardworking, how to be self-reliant. That doesn't mean or that doesn't negate the presence of God. That doesn't mean that God is not in existence. But the fact that God is doesn't mean that everything, we must go to sleep and let God. Let go and let God. No, no. God has given us wisdom and strength. In Deuteronomy 8, 18, the Bible says that you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the ability to create wealth. Meaning that God has given us the resources inside of us to help us to create the wealth. But we need to rise up like the ants. We need to decide to do, to do things that are beyond our size, to build more ant hills that are many, many hundred times or thousand times our length and, and our strength. Hallelujah. By being resourceful. Then we went on to talk about the rock badger or the conies. We said that the coney, he knows that he's not strong. He knows he hasn't got uh, his weakness. He cannot dig. He cannot run. So he makes his, his home in the rocks. Amen. The wise man built his house upon the rocks. The wise man decided that if I am going to survive, I need to, where I am planted is very, very important. Amen. And I, I believe and I pray that all of us will be planted upon the rock. We will have our spiritual insight into the machinations and the plannings of Satan. That we will not be taken on our by Satan. The Bible says that we are not ignorant of his devices. As he starts, we know exactly what he's going to do. Because Satan has no new tricks. It's the same old tricks he uses. Amen. It's the same old tricks he uses all the time. If you read 1 John 2.15, the Bible says, I love not the world, or not the things that are in the world. For the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of, uh, of the eyes, and the lust for fame. These are the three things that Satan has. All, all the sins, all the temptations are based on these three things. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Three, that's all. So every temptation can be traced to these three. When you go to the uh, temptation that Jesus went through uh, in the wilderness, it was these three. If you are the son of man, throw yourself. If you are some command the food, that's lust of the flesh, pride of life, and all that. Amen. So Satan has no new tricks. Amen. I, 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 so I want us to really, really be mindful of his tricks. And like the, the coney or the rock badger, see the eagle afar off. Use your intuition, your spiritual eyes. Use the word of God to detect the plans of the enemy before they come. Elisha was sitting in his house, but anything that the, the king planned in his bedroom, bedchamber, Elisha knew it because he was so much in tune with the rock. He was so much in tune with God that anything that he did, God revealed it to him. Amen. And that is what Elisha used. 
And the king was so upset that he said, no, there is a mole inside our camp. There is a fifth column. Anything we plant, by the time we go, Elisha knows about it. He said, no, no, there's nobody. Elisha is a man that is fixed on the firm foundation, on the rock. So when the eagle is coming, eagle disguises itself in the, in the uh, sun rays to come. The rock badger is already seen. The eagle. And hides between the rocks. Amen. Then we went on to talk, talk about the locusts. I told you my favorite is the locusts. These are a people, the Bible says that the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Last week we saw the, what the locusts were doing. They're relentless. They don't give up. They move together. The locusts, when there's one, it's easy to kill. But when they come as a swarm, even the greatest uh, armies are afraid. Even the greatest uh, lions and, and elephants find a place to hide because the locusts are coming. Amen. But today, we are going to look at the spider. Somebody say the spider. Now, the spider has, it's very intriguing. The spider takes hold of her with her hands and it's in king's palaces. That's uh, verse 28. The spider skillfully grasped with its hands. And it's in king's palaces. Spiders can be found everywhere. Everywhere. Spiders are non-discriminatory. They are in poor man's house, houses. They are in Buckingham palaces. They are, if you go to the White House today, there are spiders there. Spiders are everywhere. And there are many, many lessons we can learn from the spider. But before we do that, let's look at the spider in the hole. The spider are, are, are arachnids. That's a, a class of anthropods that also includes scorpions, mites, ticks. They are about 45,000 known species of spiders found in all the inhabitants of, of, inhabitants of the world. There's nowhere that you don't have spiders. Even the coldest places have spiders. And the hottest places on earth also have spiders. They are very adaptable. Amen. They swallow their food whole by ingesting, they inject uh, uh, fluids, digestive fluids into the, the whatever prey, insect or something, and then it makes them liquid fight, and then they suck the liquid out of them. Though not all spiders build webs, every species of spider produces silk. Amen. We'll talk about all those things. But I want us to look at a few things quickly and then we'll be on our way home. Hallelujah. We'll be on our way to having our lunch, whatever it is. The first thing I want us to know about the spider is that the spider, like the locust, is one of the most hated, hated creatures at home. Locusts are hated outside. But the spiders, when you talk about the creatures in the house that is hated, Forget about the house fly, forget about the inse insects, the flies. Spider, anybody who sees a spider, the first instinct is to do what? Is to kill it. There are some people who are scared of spiders. I mean, I have some in my house. When they see one spider, they will dance. I mean, when you look at the size of the spider, I suppose the size of the person who is dancing because there's a spider in their room. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. But spiders are everywhere in spite of being the most persecuted in the house. Listen, great trials, great trials produces great responsibilities and great responses. I told you the last time that without a Goliath, David would have remained a shepherd boy till he died. Without a Goliath. Without the persecution of the Jews, the, the, in, in Egypt, they would not have, the persecution of the Jews by the Egyptians, they would not have multiplied. When you read um, the book, uh, 1 Samuel, it says that as they tormented, no, it's, I think Exodus, as they tormented, the more they tormented the, um, the Jews, the more they increased. The more they, they they enslaved them, the more they produced. Without persecution, the early church would have remained in Jerusalem forever. Could it be that the reason why there's a, a, spiders are everywhere is because they are most hated in the house? 
If you like, don't go into the room for, for two weeks or three weeks and then go there after three weeks. You see how many spider webs will be in the room. You wonder where they came from. You can clean the room the whole day, spend the whole day cleaning the room and go away for, for two weeks and come back. You see spider webs. Hallelujah. Without opposition from Sambalat and Tobiah, maybe Nehemiah and the Jews would not have completed the building of the wall. Spiders take hold of the, with their hands and they are in king's palaces. Out of persecutions, they are still going. Listen, we are supposed to be Christians wherever we go. And even though Christians are most persecuted, we are supposed to shine as Christians. Spiders don't stop being spiders because of persecution. Spiders don't be, stop being spiders and building webs because they will be killed. They are always building. When you spoil the spider web, they are home in your room. Leave it a few days and come back. You will find out that they built some more. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for spider is akabish, which means swift weaver. As you are spoiling his home, he's rebuilding. If you don't kill it, even when you kill them, their, their children are building. So by the time you go and come back, they've built again. They are swift at weaving. Amen. Believers are found almost everywhere. And we are supposed to be very industrious in the work of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, Jesus saying that go into the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Amen. Which, which means that wherever we go, we are supposed to act as Christians. We are supposed to teach and make disciples of, of Jesus Christ. Like the spider, wherever we go, wherever we find ourselves, we must brighten that corner. We must put a lot of webs around. We must, you know, go out with the gospel. Wherever you go to that new office, new workplace, let somebody be saved because you are there. What is the point in having salt when it loses its savor? It's not good for anything. What is the point in lighting a candle and not putting it on a mantelpiece so that it will brighten the room? Wherever you find yourself, you're supposed to let your light shine so that others may see the light. Amen. Others need the light of the gospel. Others need the light of freedom. Freedom to live healthy lives. Freedom to live without any bondages of sin. Freedom to live as children of God. And we have the key. And as a spider, even though we are persecuted, even though we are looked down and laughed at, even though people have negative things to say about Christians, you must brighten the corner where you are. In 2 Timothy 4.2, the Bible says that, Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and doctrine. Amen. Reprove, rebuke, and exalt. Hallelujah. Everywhere you find yourself, let the gospel of Jesus Christ shine through you. The world might not like what you have to say. They might criticize us for speaking about the consequences of not accepting Christ as a savior. But we must still tell the world that they need to be saved. I don't know whether you have realized how COVID-19 has shown how, how fragile life is. I don't know whether you have people close to you who have lost loved ones. People close to you who have just died. I mean, it's like, it's, for me, in the last week especially, I have found too many close friends who have lost loved ones. Very close friend of mine who discipled me when I became a Christian, young Christian. I went to visit them. In, in September, when I, I, I traveled, I went to visit him. Just Sunday with his wife, she said, I'm not feeling well. By then, they got to hospitals, like, I'm not feeling well. That's it. The wife has died. That's how, how fragile life is. Listen, the person you are interacting with today, this might be the last time you interact with them. So, why don't you use this opportunity? To shine the light of the gospel to them. Why don't you use this opportunity to speak to them about Jesus Christ? Why don't you use this opportunity to tell them something that will live with them? 
through eternity. Like the spider, we must not stop being who we are. We must not stop being the salt of the earth or the light of the earth. We must be what, who we are, wherever we go. Let us stop blending. We like to blend too much as modern day Christians. You know, in, in, uh, back in the day when you were a Christian, even the dressing that you have on makes everybody know that you're a Christian. Because it's like the Christians had the, like two or three uh, years or two or three decades behind fashion. So when everybody's using flesh, the Christians are using uh, tight trousers. Bell bottoms. When people go to bell bottoms, the Christians are using flesh. They're always back. But they just gave, you see, Christians had a certain way of walking. When you see them, you know that these, these are the scripture union guys coming. These days, it's like everybody is everybody. You can't see who is what. But whatever it is, let the, the glory of the gospel be seen through you. In your actions, in your speech, let Christ come across. Hallelujah. The second thing I want to talk about uh, of the locusts is that the locusts are the most industrious, just as the ant or the, sorry, the, the, spider, uh, the spider is the most industrious. As the locusts are industrious in the field, so are the spiders in the house. They never stop producing. They are very ingenious at weaving their web with the fineness and exactness better than any architectural design. I don't know whether you've seen the designs that uh, spider webs sometimes create. It's like, these are very, very ingenious. But most times, architects try to use some of these things to, to design houses. They copy the, some of this. I don't know whether you've seen, if you go to London, there's a building in London that is, is like created like the web. Hallelujah. They are very ingenious. They are very, they are clever. They think. They create. They're always creating. You, you know, how do they know that when they crisscross the uh, web from here to here and they to create an octagonal shaped building? How did they plan that? Architects will have to draw and look at the drawing and try and recreate. But the, the spider hasn't got any drawing. But yet they are able to create something. Listen, God has given us more in our minds, in our brains than we use. Sometimes we like to go the same method as our fathers, so are we, so are our children, our great-grandchildren. Nobody's changing anything. But somebody sits there and says, let me create Zoom. Nobody was using Zoom when he created Zoom. All of a sudden, he moves from zero to billions because of one little creation. Everybody has a computer, but nobody thought that we can do, have virtual meetings based on one simple idea. Everybody had a computer, but nobody came up with, let us have socialization on the computer. Somebody said, bring Facebook, and then all of a sudden, everybody lives on it. Hallelujah. And this is not for selected people. All of us have the same ingenuity we all have the same industrial industrious uh, attitude in inside of us if only we'll tap into it as you're going to bed as you are looking around as you're walking around think about some of these things what can i do to make life easier what can i do to make an impact what can i do and as you think god will give you an idea i don't know how the spiders came up with all these type of uh, designs to have the, sometimes the designs you can't even see the design but when you stand back and you watch you see that the design is very intricate very very intricate and it, it takes a lot of planning like the ants the spider is a good planner because i never see the, the spider put his web across the door or the in the path of where people are walking the spider always likes the corner where they know that nobody is going to disturb them and then they place their house there the place that is the most used in the house, you will never see a spider or a spider's web there. But go to the place that nobody checks. And that is where you find all the spider, the cobwebs there. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. The Bible says that by the seventh day, God had finished the work he, he had been doing. 
So on the seventh day, he rested. The spider never rests. Christians, we say we are made in the image of God. But we like resting more than working. God worked six days and rested for one day. But we rest six days and work for one day. Hallelujah. Where is the, where is the imagery? Where, where are we made in that image? Where are we in that, in that picture? In John chapter 9 verse 4, Jesus, this is Jesus talking, speaking. He says that I must work the work of him who sent me while it's day. For the night is coming when no one can work. The spider, as long as there is life and there is uh, the opportunity, will work. If there's anything we must learn from the spider is how to work, the value of work. I can't overstate this enough. The value of work. Listen, success is not accidental. Success is never accidental. If you see anybody who is successful, they didn't become successful by accident. The underlining thing is that they are hardworking. They work smart, but they work hard. If you see any church that is doing well, it's not by accident. It's not because they are beautiful. It's not because they are nice. It's not because they are popular. It's because they are hardworking. They are thoughtful. They are always resourceful. They always have their mind on what they are doing. They are always putting pen to paper. They are planning. They are working. They are laboring. Whether in prayer, in the word, whatever it is, they are working. They are hard workers. How come most of us are not hard working? In Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says, In the morning sow your seed, in the evening hold not your hand, for thou knowest not whether, whether shall prosper, either this or that, whether they both shall be alike good. Amen. We use the scripture for uh, offerings, but it doesn't necessarily mean offering. He says that sow your seed, which means work. In the morning, when there's opportunity to work, work. In the evening, when you are awake and there's opportunity to work, do what? Work. Because you don't know which of the work that will make, bring a blessing. The fact that you've gone to work Monday 9 to 5, and you have finished work, doesn't mean that your work time is finished. That's the morning work. Hallelujah. I said that is the morning work. You went to work in the morning, finished at 5 o'clock or 6, o- 6 p.m. The morning work has, is done. When you go home, don't put your, 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 your feet on the couch and then watch TV till the, the, the night, till uh, you, go to, you fall to sleep. There's also evening work that you need to do. I said, there's also evening work to do. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hand. Let there, there be another evening work. Hallelujah. Work in the evening. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. The Bible says, for, while, for even while we were with you, we used to give you this order. If any is not willing to work, let him not eat. The one that does not work must not eat. Hallelujah. Listen, the church doesn't emphasize enough on work. In case you think I'm going on too much about work. The church, the church never, we emphasize a lot on faith. Without realizing that faith is action. Faith is work. Faith is not speaking. Faith is not daydreaming. Faith is work. God had so much faith on the earth, had so much faith in man, that he created man and put man in charge. And he told man, tend the land, till the land, work the land. He didn't say go to sleep. He said work the field, work the land. Hallelujah. Just as he worked for six days and rested on the seventh day, you must work. Let us not just wish for success. We derive success with deliberate commitment and passionate work for success. Let's be passionate for success. A lot of us, we like nice things, but we don't want to work for nice things. You cannot not work for nice things and have nice things. Otherwise, God is not fair. Hallelujah. 
Let us, it is good to pray for success. I believe in prayer. But let prayer be backed by diligence, creativity, passion, and drive for success. Amen. Work. Somebody say work. Hard work. After you finish praying for souls, come up with different ideas of winning souls. Go out there and compel them to come in. Don't sit around and do prayer and prayer, fasting and fasting for souls to come by osmosis. Is it osmosis or diffusion? From a higher, from a greater concentration to a higher concentration through a semi-permeable membrane. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's osmosis, isn't it? It doesn't work like that. That like the all of a sudden we'll be here and then the doors will just open and then uh, two thousand or three thousand people just walk into the building and overflow the building. It doesn't happen like that. It's not diffusion. It comes by work. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line. Brick by brick. Keep working. Keep working. Keep organizing. Keep working. Passionate commitment to success. That is what brings success. And that is what the spider represents. Hallelujah. The third thing about the spider, the spider doesn't seek approval from others. The spider does not seek your approval. A spider doesn't go around seeking approval for, of his creature or crave awards from some design council or in the insect kingdom. They don't do that. They don't work for clapping. We should stop wanting people to clap for us all the time. We should stop wanting people to hail us all the time. We must stop wanting people to, you know, celebrate us all the time. No, don't work because of what people can see. Jesus said that when you are praying, don't pray like the Pharisees. For they love to stand at the uh, corner of the road. So that when they pray, they pray in the marketplace that men, men may hear and see and just praise them. But you, when you are pray, praying, go into your closet and shut the door. And the God that sees in secret will reward you openly. Hallelujah. The spider doesn't seek approval of men. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 12 verse 2, a good man obtains favor of God, but a wicked man or a man of wicked devices, will be con he will be condemned. Hallelujah. In Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, this is what Paul says, For do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should, be a, I should not be a servant of Christ. Don't worry about who will say what. Hallelujah. Listen, critics always wait for people, somebody to criticize. They don't criticize nobodies. Critics don't criticize nobodies. They will not criticize you when you are living in a shack. When you become the president or the prime minister, expect them to come around you. When you become something in life, expect them to come. Don't want to seek their approval. Don't want to seek the people to clap and praise you. Oh, you are doing well. You are well done. No, 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 no. Forget about the well done. The best well done you must get in life is well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That is the well done you must, we must all crave for. But until then, somebody say until then. Until then, don't worry about who claps for you and who doesn't clap for you. Who praises you and who doesn't praise you. It doesn't matter. You see, in this our day and age, we are we live for likes. How many likes did we get? When we put the picture, how many people liked it? When we put the, the, the video, how many likes did it attract? How many views did it attract? Who cares how many likes or how many views? How many comments? How many views? Who cares? Do what you are doing. Ask unto the Lord. The Bible says that whatever you are doing, do it as unto God. Do it for God sees in the dark. And he rewards openly. 
First Thessalonians 2.4. The Bible says that, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God. Hallelujah. We don't please men, but God. The God which sees in secret, that's the one we seek to please. Amen. That's just, the, the spider doesn't bother about the attention of, of uh, uh cheerleaders or critics they don't care about that they are building when you spoil this sometimes you have one spider has different about four or five different webs have this web here this web here this web here this web here is one spider all the webs in the corner of the room or the house belongs to that one spider wherever it goes it builds Wherever he goes, he builds. Wherever he goes, he builds. He doesn't care who has, oh, I have 10 houses. I have, no, 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 he doesn't care about that. He's building. He's building. So when he comes here, he can stay here. When he goes there, he can still, in the, during the day, it moves from here to here to see whether his, his uh, web has attracted some insects. When the web has attracted insects, he has free lunch. Then he moves to the next house. I sleep here today. I sleep there the next day. I sleep there. I sleep there. I sleep there. I sleep there. That's the lesson that we must glean from the spider. Stop getting the praises of men. People like me. I am popular. You know, they like my work. They like my dressing. They like this. They like that. They like that. So the day they stop liking. And you see, people like you so long as you perform for them. The day you stop performing for them, that's the day they hate you. Yeah. Yeah. The day you, you stop dancing to the tune that they are singing, that's the day that they start pointing fingers at you. So now that you are dancing and they are praising you, don't get swollen headed. Don't think that you have arrived. Because these same people who are saying, hail him, hail him, the same people who say crucify him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So learn, learn not to seek the approval of men. Jesus, I like Jesus. The time that the people have gathered, crowds have gathered, and people have all over the place, they, they have had record crowds. That's the time he moves. Tells us, sit in the boat, let's go to the other side. And the other side, there's nobody. There's only a madman there. That he's going to heal the madman. Yeah. Because it was not about the applause. It's not about the healing. It's about fulfilling the purpose for which God has brought you. For this purpose was the son of man made manifest that he might destroy the works of the enemy, Satan. Amen. Amen. Number four. The spider is persistent. Persistent. Perseverant. Amen. The spider builds every day. Every day is building. Every day is building. The spider never stops. Listen, one secret that we must learn from the spider is that every day build something. Build something. You can build on a piece of paper. Build something. Build a business plan. Build a business idea. A building doesn't have to cost you money. You can build an idea. Write on a piece of paper. Make sure that every day you are building something. Either physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever it is. Build something every day. Build something every day. There's never a day that the spider sits idly by just while I'm, I'm on a holiday today. Even when you go on holiday, build something. They are willing to work. Even while, when they are alone. Amen. Amen. I, hope, I hope I'm communicating to you. I hope you are learning something. Build something every day. Never be complacent. Never be complacent. Never think you have arrived. Never think that you, you, are, you, you, you have enough. You know that rich, rich man who says that my soul... That have stored so much goods in their, bar in their barns and in the, in the field. There's so much plenty. 
This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull down all my bands and build larger bands and store my food. And when I finish, I will treat my soul. So thou hast stored up plenty in, 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 your, in your bands. Take your ease. Fold your arms. Go on holiday. And the Bible says, and the Lord said, thou fool, today your soul will be required out of you. Hallelujah. Let us never be complacent. You have built the church up to a point, so we have arrived. No. So long as there remain more souls out there that are not saved, we haven't even scratched the surface. We are not going to sit down and cross our legs and say, take your ease, rest. Tomorrow will be like today. No. As we have the opportunity today, let us work with our hands. Because tomorrow, tomorrow, there is coming something that is called no work. Hallelujah. That's called no work. Amen. So I am encouraging all of us. In uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10, the Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there's coming, there's neither work nor device nor knowledge nor wisdom in the grave where you are going. When you close your eyes and you put your hands on your chest in the grave, you can't work again. But until then, I said unto them, the opportunity for work is now. And you and I need to Work. Hallelujah. Amen. Be persistent. They close the door. They shut the door. You went for that interview. You didn't get a job. Apply for another interview. You went. You didn't get a job. Apply for another job. You went. You didn't get a job. Don't say that I'm tired of getting uh, on this occasion. We are, t- we are sorry to say that you have not. No, 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 no. Don't ever get tired of reading that. Because one day. I guarantee you open the letter and it will say that we are pleased to inform you that you have received the, the appointment. And that's all you need. And it will cancel all the hundreds of le- brown letters of we are sorry. Yeah. But it takes persistence. It takes persevering. It takes persistence. One of the character traits of Jesus was his persistence. To the point that he said to his disciples, when you go to any village, any town, any city that they don't receive you, shake the dust off your foot and go to the next. If you go here, they don't receive you, go there. If you go there and they receive you, stay there. If they don't receive you, go to the next one. Keep going until the place they receive you. And when they receive you, stay there and deliver the word to them. Hallelujah. The spider never stops. You and I, post-COVID-19, must never stop. Don't stop creating. Let all the creative people keep creating. Let all the workers keep working. Let all the planners keep planning. Let all the uh, you know, investors keep investing. Hallelujah. Invest your time. Invest your money. Invest your strength. Keep working. In the morning when you go to work, work. When you come after work, work. Keep working. So you are producing here, you are producing there. Hallelujah. The next one. Number five. Spiders are small, but can do amazing things. They don't let their size, insecurity, inhibitions, get in the way of the things they can do. One of the things that stops us from working, one of the things that stops us from manufacturing or producing is our barriers. Oh, my skin doesn't fit. My face doesn't fit. I am a woman. I am a man. I am young. I am old. I am too old. No, who told you you are too old? Let not your size preclude you from achievement. Do you know that some of these cre- creations that we see, 
they were created by some very uh, irregular people. I'm told, is it the fridge or something was created by a black man or a black woman or something? Hallelujah. So there are some things that you, when you find the origin of the creator of that thing, you'll be amazed. You wonder. We, I thought it was some Einstein or somebody who created it, but you find out some regular job block somewhere. Spiders are small creatures, but it's found in king's palaces. The splendor of a building is not a deterrent to the spider. White House will not deter the spider from going to make its, its house there. The crack house will not deter the spider from making its bed there. Hallelujah. Size doesn't determine potential. Little is much when God is added to it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When our weapons are channeled through God, then they become mighty. When our plans are channeled through God, then they become mighty. When our effort is channeled through God, then it becomes mighty. When we partner with God, then the things that we are doing becomes great. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 22, the Bible says that least of you will become a thousand and the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In his time, I will do this swiftly. I, the Lord, will perform it. Hallelujah. If you channel it through me, it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter the size of your bank account. It doesn't matter the size of your, your strength. It doesn't matter your race, your color, your, your sex, your nationality, your ethnicity. It doesn't matter at all. Let us stop putting blocks in our minds. Putting barriers in our minds. As for me, I am not good enough. I don't speak well enough to write a book. I don't speak well enough to... to to record, I don't sing well enough to do a recording. I don't know who told you that. Not the greatest singers have the best albums. Do something. I said, do something. Hallelujah. I hope you are being blessed. Nobody's talking to me, so I'm wondering. The next one the spider minds its business and does not mind the opposition. I don't know whether you are learning something, but I'm getting very excited even talking about the spider. Pastor Sam, I think that the rest we have to put in a book, I tell you, because it's, it's a lot. The spider does not mind the opposition. It minds its business. If you want to, you get on with it. Yours is to kill me. But he doesn't worry about you. He's doing his work. Are you with me? Sometimes we give too much attention to the enemy. Because as we are looking at the enemy, we stop working. So Nehemiah said that with one hand, we worked. With another hand, we had the sword to defend ourselves. Working and fighting, fighting and working, working and fighting, fighting and working. That is how Nehemiah completed the war. Hallelujah. Say that you are afraid of this, the enemy. Sambalas and Tobias are coming. So let's, let's be here. Let's have our guns. Let's, what they've done, they've achieved their work already. Because they've stopped you from working. And that's it. They've, they've achieved what they want to achieve. Genesis chapter 26, verse 18 to 22. The Bible says that, And Isaac dug again the well of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called them by names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the headsmen of Gara quarreled with Isaac's headsmen saying, This water is ours. Hallelujah. So he called the name of the well Isaac. Because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well. And they quarreled over that one also. So he called that place Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well. 
and they did not quarrel over it. So he called the na its name Rehoboth because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Amen. He dug a well. They came and stopped it. He dug another well. He came and stopped it. If it were me, after the third well, he said, no, listen, you know what? Let's forget this well digging. Let's, let's start buying water from them. Because when we dig, do you know the effort it takes to dig a well? If the well is going down maybe like uh, 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 about 300 meters or 400 meters deep, can you imagine the effort to go down and carry that out? Go down, carry that. And there's no, there's no guarantee that you will hit water. So you keep digging, keep digging, keep until you hit water. Now that you've hit water, you have, you know, cemented or, or, or beautified the well and made it very, very portable. Then here comes these people and say that the well is ours. How did it become yours? If we have made the amount of court case that I will engage you in, it will take all our time, you and me. By the time we finish dealing with the court case, we'll all be dead. But not Isaac. Isaac said, listen, let them take it. Let's go and dig again. Until they hit their Rehoboth. No man gets to their Rehoboth without attacks. There is no greater mistake than allowing yourself to be distracted by this or discouraged because of your opposition or negative talk. Enemies of progress are along the way, but don't let them deter you. They are always there. Enemies will always try to fight you. Don't allow them to deter you. Hallelujah. Multiple attacks are not enough to stop your dreams. Listen, when you take a step, they will stop your dream. David, when you say that you want to go and fight Goliath, even your own brothers will say that, listen, where, who have you left this few sheep with? We know the, 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 the uh, naughtiness of your heart. We know that you have come to spy on us. We know that you are doing this just to spite us. But the Bible said David turned to another person and repeated, he ignored his brothers. Learn to ignore the naysayers. Learn to ignore the people who are saying bad things about you. Learn not to, not to dance to their tune. Forget about them. They don't matter. They don't mean anything. Don't worry about them. Because one day these same people will come and clap for you. When David went and killed Goliath, where were his brothers? His brothers were the same people who came to lift him and put him on their shoulder. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22, 29, the Bible says, do, not, do you see a man who excels in his work? He shall stand before kings and he shall not stand before unknown men. Seest thou a man diligent in his work? If you see a diligent man, he will stand before kings and not before mean men or mere men. Hallelujah. Ignore the naysayers. Ignore the opposition. Ignore them. Listen, Isaac, there is a time you'll go to your Rehoboth, but until you get to your Rehoboth, you will meet opposition here, opposition there, opposition here, opposition there. Don't allow the opposition to deter you. Keep working, keep working, keep plodding until you hit your Rehoboth. Don't stop working. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Genesis 26, uh, 13 to 14, the Bible says, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Until you get to your Rehoboth, that's a place of envy, don't stop. Keep working. Keep working. Keep pushing. Don't let their eyes deter you. Because when you start, they, they, they will come. the critics will come and put their... Have you seen the lenses and the, the cameras? They come and put their big cameras there. They are coming to see and criticize. Don't worry about the critics. I said, don't worry about the critics. I know pastors who say that... Listen, I, I was talking to a pastor the other day. He said, that, Me, I'm not preaching on, on Facebook Live and things. Because there are too many critics there. I don't want them to see me. I said, hey, then you wait for a long time. Because their eyes are not closing anytime soon. Even in the middle of the night, they are still looking. If you are going to live your life because of others, you will never go anywhere. Forget about them and keep on doing what you are doing. 
Let them criticize. That's why they are there. Hallelujah. Keep working. Keep working. Keep working. My, my time is up, but I want to say, maybe I'll say one last one before we go. There is, the, the largest uh, spider is the Goliath spider, which is about like a foot long. It's like the size of a dinner plate. That's, so spiders grow from small size to big sizes. The Goliath one, they are, they are one, one of the, the spider, the Goliath spider and the other type of spiders, they can jump 50 times their height to catch a prey in the air. They can jump, they, and the prey they are catching insects. You know, it's that they jump to catch the bee. And they jump 50 times their height. Now, the bee has strength in the air because it has wings. The spider has no strength in the air because it has no wings. So for the spider to be able to go up in the air 50 times its height to catch the bee, it means precision. Remember we talked about precision when we were talking about the locusts. They time the wind and they jump into the wind. The, the tiger or the Goliath um, spider does the same. It jumps to catch the, the prey. It jumps. And it has eight eyes. Eight eyes. The, the eyes cannot move like our eyes move. So what the, the, the spider does is that it shifts its body so that it can see. But you see, even though some spiders have eight eyes, some spiders are blind. Some of the spiders cannot see. But guess what? They also hunt for flies and little creatures like that. They use their senses. If we are going to survive and do well as Christians and post-COVID-19 become successful, we must use our senses. Be sensitive to the word, the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hear in your spirit. And when you hear in your spirit, take that opportunity. Jump for that catch. I said jump for that catch. When you hear and with your eyes, when you see physically, be prepared to jump. Propel yourself to catch what you need to catch. Never ever let the opportunity pass you by. Opportunities keep passing. Bible says time and chance happens to them all. It's the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. But time and chance will happen to everybody. When your time and your chance comes, whether you sensed it, whether you saw it, take that opportunity. Hallelujah. The last one for today. Some spiders have deadly venom. This is a negative one, but it's also a good one. Some spiders have so much venom in their mouth that their bite can be lethal even to human beings. The word of God has much to say about the tongue. Watch your tongue. Psalm 10 verse 7, the Bible says that the tongue is full of cursing and deceit and fraud and that his tongue is mischief and vanity. In Psalm 55 verse 2, the Bible says that the, the tongue devises mischief like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Proverbs 18 21, the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In James chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, Even though the tongue is a little member, a boast great things. Behold us, how great a matter, a, a little fire kindled. The tongue is a fire, a, well, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members. That defileth the whole body and set, set it fire on the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Hallelujah. Be careful. I said, be careful. Your tongue can praise God and it can also bring curses to you. Never ever utter negative words. Curses, sometimes we curse ourselves by our own mouth and our own tongue. See, that spider is not ignorant of the amount of venom it carries so it doesn't use the venom on itself just like the spider 
our venom must be geared towards the right things. Not to harm ourselves. As for me, I know this my sickness will kill me. Hmm. As for me, I'll die in my poverty. How are you? Hmm. It's hard though. All these are curses that we inflict on ourselves. It is not easy. Life is not easy. Why are you saying that? Do you know that you make your life more difficult by saying just that statement? I pray for you and I pray for me that we will not allow the venom we carry to incapacitate ourselves. The venom is for the prey. It's not for you.